Welcome to this week's edition of Riff Raff News and this week we're going to be asking why Birmingham City Council are feeling the blues. Oh dear, yes. Feeling the blues, yeah, very sharp. Um, so I mean, we're, we're talking basically about their, they've announced a Section 114 notice, mm. haven't they? I don't know whether, um, whether that's what you're talking about. I presume it is. It is, yeah. Uh, and it means effectively that they they've gone they've gone bankrupt in uh, is. In, yeah. in council terms they've got more liabilities than they have assets and they can't meet their outstanding liabilities specifically um, in relation to equal pay claims. Um, I don't know whether you remember a film called Dagonham. Do you remember Dagonham? Dagenham. Hmm. That's what it was called. It's based as in, in Dagenham. Dagenham in Essex. As in Dagenham in Essex. That, that's the self same one. It wouldn't have drawn <laughs> drawn me to it. So <laughs> no, go on then. It was a good film actually for anybody who's interested in industrial relations. You know, and I, I, I have a bit of interest in my union background. Um, it was a very good film, and it was about equal pay. It was mm. it, it, it was nineteen sixty eight, and the Ford factory in Dagenham, which is where it gets its name from. Ah, yes, of course. Um, yeah. It was about uh, the the women who worked in the Ford factory in Dagenham going on strike. Mm. Seamstresses they were, and they worked on the production line, obviously okay. sewing and and putting together the seats at the time for for Ford cars. It was. Mm-hmm. They went on strike for equal pay with regard to men who also worked on the production line because they were paid quite considerably less than the men on the production line. And they they, they won their case um, with Fords and it led to, uh, this was 1968, it led to the Equal Pay Act 1970, which is what all of the law relating to equal pay, uh, you know, has, has brought to the fore since then. Right. And effectively, that's what this dispute's all about. It was 13 years ago that Birmingham City Council were taken to court by the GMB uh, in respect to their members who work for the council, their female members who work for the council, who felt that um, specifically, even though they were on the same pay grading as, for example, men who were out as refuse collectors, they okay. weren't getting the same benefits that those men were predominantly bonuses so at the end of the year they could end up with a significantly different amount of pay than 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 their male um co-workers who were considered to be of equal value in theory by the company quite stark the figures were it could mean that some women were working um in offices for example within the council and getting paid twelve thousand pounds a year whilst their co-workers who were working for the refuse department, what we used to call you know, dustbin men, I'm not sure what the politically correct term is for that now. Refuse Re- collectors. Refuse now, collectors. Yeah. Um, they were earning up to £51,000 a mm. year. Mm. And obviously that, that case was then brought to the fore. It was won by the GMB through the courts and Birmingham City Council became liable to retrospectively compensate these women for loss of earnings and it's rolled on from there because obviously uh, they now have to look at equal pay for for um, men and women on imperitable terms for those who are on the same pay levels on the same grades as uh, as members i must admit when i read it uh you, you've done a lot of detail here but when i read it i just assumed that it's equal pay would be for 
people doing the same job, not on the same pay description or pay band. So what no, you're saying yeah. is it's the latter. Yeah. No, it relates okay. to a whole whole array of different roles. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just individual um, okay. occupations. Okay. So that's the biggest number, isn't it? Because I picked up that they'd already paid out one point one billion pounds worth of compensation, but they had another seven hundred and sixty million to find. Yeah, that's what I picked up. That's right. As far as and, I'm aware, and, you know that that it doesn't matter what business you're 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 in, let alone a council. If if you've got to find that sort of money from your day to day budget, mm. it's going to be near to impossible isn't it mm, absolutely and uh, what makes matters worse is that um this is we were discussing was 13 years ago that this uh, this ruling came about which okay. was exactly the same time as there was a change of government and austerity was introduced yes and, and, and there were then cutbacks from central government grant in terms of the amount of money that was paid out quite significant cutbacks in central government grant over over the years um, uh, and so that won't have helped them in terms of trying to find money out of their annual budget to be able to recompense the, uh, these women and, and also going forward to increase their wages commensurate to their male colleagues. Okay, so is, is your opinion that it was entirely down to, to this um, ruling Supreme Court ruling, or has there been any sort of other issues that uh, the council have mismanaged, for want of a better expression? Well, I think the general consensus seems to be that the council, Birmingham City Council, haven't managed it as well. I mean, uh. Birmingham City, I don't know whether you probably are aware, Birmingham City Council is the biggest council in Europe. I didn't yes. know that, the biggest city council in Europe. City council, yeah, so, because London's a different structure, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. any any liabilities they've got in this yeah. regard are going to be magnified, aren't they, many times over in yeah. relation to, say, um, a smaller a smaller council in a different part of the country. So I think they, they're going to have faced, or they have faced, much more of a problem trying to find... Um, uh, this money than perhaps they would have done if they'd have been in the shires, for example. Okay. Um, but I don't. Yeah, no. I I I think it's fair to say that um, I don't think anybody could have anticipated um, the 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 austerity and the cuts to budgets that have come about over the last ten years. Um, and I think that's just exacerbated a problem that was waiting to happen. Um, you, you'll probably have found out from your research that they're by no means the only council this problem will and has affected. Um, and the local government association seem to be suggesting that in the next few years this is going to be um, uh, something that crops up again and again and that there needs to be some sort of um, settlement with central government as regards to how this is going to pan out over the next few years. Yeah, what I picked up was, first of all, there's been seven uh, other uh, Section 144s. Uh, so technically, um, a council can't go bankrupt. There's no instrument in law. Mm. Uh, but basically, it means um, 
they 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 can't meet as you said they can't meet their budget deficit but seven other um councils have had this fate including croydon croydon and woking we did cover on a pod previously mm. one of those decided to dabble in property investment which is the reason they went pop but that's another story and yeah i heard that 26 other local authorities are close to uh, section 144 uh, which include Kirklees, which includes the city of Huddersfield, mm. Hastings, West Berkshire, among others. And that was cited in a Guardian article to give credit for that. So, um, yeah, they're, they're not alone. What What isn't clear from the articles is, is it because of the Equal Pay Act? Is it because of dabbling in property or is it something else altogether? Uh, the thing I didn't know is how many um, local authorities or city councils, whatever you want to call them, uh, are there. So is 26 a lot, or is it uh, not a lot? It seems a lot to me. But <laughs> I, I thought it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there are quite a few um, councils around the country. I think that, that, that's a, a small percentage, but uh, it's going to have a huge Significant, impact. Yeah. They have to be bailed out. Um, yeah. And I think it it crosses political boundaries, isn't it? From the, the the articles that I've read, yes, there are you know there are conservative councils there, and there are conservative councillors who are as um, upset and and worried regarding how they're going to make ends meet as as there yeah. are Labour councillors. Um, it's interesting again, isn't it? In the, in terms of. Um, we're talking about cutbacks from central government grant in relation to there are certain things that have happened within local authorities. There, there's a lot of these articles are suggesting that local authorities have had to look at other ways to raise revenue, yeah. and that they're limited in terms of what they can do on council tax. Um, again, by central government, which is quite ironic for a uh, government supposed to relieve in in democracy and letting the people decide they li- they limit local authorities to a two percent increase in council tax without getting permission from central government to raise it further um so in in that regard um you or they they, they, they effectively set what what can be charged um and, and then you get the councils looking in other ways they can make money in terms of parking fees in terms of you could argue in terms of congestion charges which I'm sure would be argued by certain people but you need capital to set that up don't you unless you can do it get central grant for that so, well you you do yeah. they can they can borrow can't they mm. local authorities and and if you've got something like a congestion yes, charge yeah, and you can, can make a you know make a case that that's going to revenue that's going to produce then i think that's that's a, a no-brainer i think it's worth it's worth looking at other reasons this council might might have found itself in difficulty there's no question the biggest is the equal pay so we're right to front that out hmm. uh, but other strange things uh, one thing i found very strange is that they invested um i think over a hundred million pounds was it in um securing the commonwealth games last mm. year uh, 184 million uh, which is i found that really odd in in that um first of all no one wants the games anymore i don't know if you've heard that it's a different matter no. it's yeah. seen very much as a a loss leader or just a loss in many cases <laughs> um 
so two reasons I found that was a strange decision with this background. One is the money. Mm. That's a huge amount of that 786 million. Uh, six, eight, sorry. And the other thing is the distraction, the management distraction, because you, you can't just do that off the corner of a desk, do you? You'd have to have set up um, a body to to uh, to look after that. Yeah. So that was that was something I thought was odd. And the other thing is, uh, it seems to be a theme with public services. They were installing a new computer system, which should have had a budget of 13 million, but has, has topped 100 million now. Mm. Uh, and that's come out of that comes out of expenses. You can't really borrow that. I wouldn't have thought. So, no. so. There are a couple of things there, and and unfortunately, I'm not having a pop at the council leader, but this has all coincided with him being on a family holiday in New York. Uh, He he didn't return. He did join a a sort of Zoom meeting, so there's Mm. pictures of him against this sort of blank background. Um, uh, And I heard, I think one of his family quoted saying, you know, it's a family holiday, life happens, and and therefore he didn't return early. So that's probably, in the scheme of things, uh, just a bad well, look I mean, more a, than anything as a side, else. Yeah, as a side issue, what is it about yeah. politicians at the moment? They, I mean, Gillian uh, Keegan, the, the education secretary, yeah. and all this blew yeah. up with regard to the, the rack. She yes. was on holiday and refused to come back from her holidays. Yeah. And, and yeah. Dominic Raab, I think. I well, he's the right he's thing. the he really takes the yeah. biscuit. He does, doesn't he? He's yeah, leaving some junior civil surgeon, civil so, 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 servant in charge of the evacuation of Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. Quite, quite. What is it? Where's public service gone in all this? Once upon a yeah. time, yeah. you you you'd have dropped everything quite literally, and you'd have been back yeah. at your desk within a. And few and let's be fair, some still do. Uh, the trouble is, you never hear about that because no. uh, uh, that's never publicised. But yes, you'd think so in general. You'd think, wouldn't you, if this is your gig, you, you front it out, don't you? For, yeah. for better or for worse, you just put yourself up there and if you get shot down, at least you'll get shot down for the issue, not for not being there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you add all that together. I think, you know, I just think about my time in business and how much change can you manage? How many projects can you manage? Mm. Managing the Commonwealth Games on top of this just seems bonkers to me. Would be interesting, wouldn't it? And I presume there'll be inquiry after inquiry after inquiry yeah. with yeah. regard to this. It's so, interesting yeah. to know a ten years. <laughs> yeah, because when <laughs> when they when they bid for the Commonwealth Games, which yeah. I presume they did, um, yeah. whether you have to bid anymore, I don't know, because as you say, there, there's nobody wants it anymore, so you're probably dragooned into having it nowadays. But when they bid for the Commonwealth Games what the financial position of the council was at that point and what their thinking was. For that matter, who was in power at the time, whether it was whether it was a Labour-led administration, yeah. Conservative, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what they... Because presumably they would... They've either done it just for prestige and somebody said, or oh, to hell with the consequences in terms of the budget, which I find maybe a little bit difficult to, to pin down because I can't believe... I can't believe that a, a, a councillor would do that. Or there was some thinking at the time that it would bring in more money and add to the prestige of the city um, and, and be of benefit. I mean, it, 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 but as, as um, Rishi Sunak is, is um, 
prominently saying all the time, you know, it's easy to be capped in hindsight um, and look and look back effectively and, and say, well, why did you do this and why did you do that? And had they not have had to declare this section 114, um, then the, the spotlight wouldn't necessarily have been yeah. on these issues, would they? Yeah. Um, no, um, I mean, the, the whole rationale behind bidding for these massive sporting events is the legacy effect, isn't it, for the mm. future? Uh, you get a spike in uh, tourism and visitors, of course. Your hotels are full, um, your car parks are full, so you get all those benefits. Yeah. But it nowhere nowhere covers the costs. No. Um, but yes, you, you must have th- thought, think it must be part of a plan. I, there, I don't know if it was this one, but I do remember <laughs> that, that fantastic story of this, somebody bid for something, so whether it was the Commonwealth Games or some tournament, and they produced the video, they had the dancers, the superstars and everything, and they you know, put on a fantastic <laughs> show to the deciding committee, only to realise that they were the only one who submitted a video and dancing girl. <laughs> Whether this was the Birmingham Commonwealth Games, I have no idea, but it's a funny story. <laughs> it may it may well have been. It, it sounds to me, because yeah. Commonwealth, I, I, no disrespect, but the Commonwealth Games, I think, as you were alluding to earlier, it's... It grew out of the uh, out of the British Empire games, didn't yeah. it? which which um, and and really it was um, it was a much more pared down affair, wasn't it? When it, I mean you've seen pictures of these sort of things in the nineteen twenties, where you know half of, <laughs> half of the, all, all of the empire turned up. They they sent somebody to stand behind a banner and march around White City or what have you, which hadn't had anything done to it and nobody really knew that this thing was it was like a a sports day that you have at a at a, at a local school or whatever there was no no investment now it's turned into this huge jamboree that's trying to rival the olympics isn't it and and it's just not i mean one of the things i seem to recall about birmingham was that they suggested at the time that they had all the infrastructure and they weren't mm. going to have to spend yeah. that much yeah. money on on you know, so what was the 184 million for them? Well, yeah. I mean, a certain amount of obviously production costs to produce your bid and what have you, but it's not 184 million, is it? No, no. Yeah, no. It's, okay, okay. Um, well, but anyway, these were put forward as other reasons mm. they might have been in financial difficulties. I think there's some validity there. So it's worth thinking. Well, what's the impact? Because if a if a council is in section 144 or near bankruptcy. Is it, one, it one, four, four, one, one, four, one one four or one one four? One one four. Sorry, did I upgrade it? Yeah, I gave you it another. Moved it to yeah. one four four. Yeah, yeah. inflation, Sean, <laughs> rampant. Uh, it means that all all new spending has to stop. Mm. So this is what it means. So if you're a Birmingham City Council resident now, yeah, this is what you may or may not be worried about. Uh, the only thing that can't stop is statutory services. So mm. presumably school, um, care that sort of stuff existing commitments and contracts must be honored so you can't welsh on your committed contracts uh, and most councils in this situation have passed amended budgets involving spending cuts as well as finding other ways to balance the books such as as you alluded to earlier selling a property now i think they've already sold the nec haven't they which would have been a real mm. real jewel in there property crown so that's done you can't resell that no. and so i'm not sure what they've got left to sell but that's that's the 
that's the immediate effect. Um, uh, and at, at its extreme, cuts to non-statutory services might be necessary. So what are they? These are things such as highway maintenance. Well, I don't know what it's like around your way, but I don't think that happens anyway no. at the moment. Parks green and gardens spaces. and all that. Pardon? Parks and yeah, gardens. Green spaces, yeah, green spaces. They call yeah. it green spaces. And community grants, you know, the, your mm. local scouts or whatever. Um, and then the real nightmare scenario for city residents is what happened in Croydon. It can increase council tax beyond the government imposed limit, which actually went up last year to 4.99%. To uh, but Croydon got a special dispensation from, um, I guess it's the, uh, I'm not sure which minister it would be, but it doesn't matter, to increase council tax by 15%. Mm. So these poor residents of Croydon have had to suffer inflation, energy bills, higher mortgages and, and rents and 15% on council tax. Nightmare. Yeah. That's quite um, interesting, isn't it? Croydon yeah. is a, a different issue altogether, isn't it? Because they they would argue Croydon Council that it yeah. was the fact that they they had this cut in central government grant that meant that they had to effectively gamble money that they had on these investments um, to well, that's try the and increase their income. I, think, I just and, think it's incompetence. And, you and can't. That, well, I don't know. How would you? How would, if you've got a shortfall in your budget? How would you meet that shortfall? Yeah, well, I wouldn't go and invest in the property market because that's that's for the experts, and then the experts get it wrong. So yeah. uh, I don't run Croydon Council, well, but you can I, argue I wouldn't, that, I wouldn't yeah. go, put it, go and put it all on black. No, well, I think that's effectively what they've done, but yeah. I don't think you can argue necessarily that that um, you know that that is a, a failure of their. It's just one of those things, isn't it? What do you do if you can't meet your liabilities? What do, what do you do? Do you just turn around, cut, cut, cut? Is that is that the way? This is where I don't think it works. We were talking earlier about if you're going to have uh, run a democracy locally, if you're going to argue that you've got democratic accountability, then those local councillors ought to be able to effectively manage their own budget. And if they need to increase council tax to meet shortfalls, then they ought to be able to do that to be able to restrict them at both ends, to say, we're going to stop giving you the money and cut back. This is, It's a huge amount. I mean, just some of the, the research that I was doing, I don't know whether you're aware of this, but there's been a um, 17% uh, uh, fall in council spending on local public services since 2009, 2010. Uh, uh, it equates to uh, 23% only, £300 per person has been cut out of local local mm. services. So when you get, I mean, as you do, I'm sure, I get, I read a lot online, people complaining about, oh, the, the local public toilet's been closed down or somebody's not tended the rose garden or they've not mown the lawn in the local park. <laughs> you, can, you can then see yeah, I've why. seen your blog, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all exciting stuff. <laughs> It's all exciting stuff, but I do I, I, I do feel as though they're not being fair to local authorities no. in that regard. No, I, do, I, do, I agree. I agree. It sounds as if you want it both ways, don't you? You want to cut the budgets and um, and then restrict their ability to get that money back. Mm. Uh, well, it's on the face of it, uh, it doesn't appear to be working. It's for others to decide were the leaders of Birmingham City Council to blame or not. And as you said, I'm sure there'll be an inquiry. 
you've got two sort of cohorts, haven't you? You've got those councils who've managed with this problem mm. and managed to, to to govern their way through it. And then there's those seven who haven't and the 26 who might also enter mm. section 114. Yeah. Uh, so, so we, we'll see. Um, I mean, that's another I, I, interesting issue, isn't it? In the sense yeah. that, um, that the, those authorities who have uh, less of a liability with regard to social care services yeah. are, are the ones who are sailing through this, okay, because they've got more room for manoeuvre. Whereas those who've got a statutory responsibility to ensure those in their care are taken care of don't don't um, they haven't got any room for manoeuvre. If if you end up with a situation like this, you're stuffed, and you probably find. And does that vary then? I didn't know that. Does that mm. vary between councils? Some council have local care under their wing, and others don't. No, they all have local care under their yeah. wing. But I guess what I'm saying is, if you've got um an area where there's more of a liability in that regard. So, oh, you mean more more people? Yeah, exactly. Per capita. More, oh, okay. more people who want those services, then you're going to have to spend more of your yeah your your income on on those services, and that doesn't yeah. give you that that flexibility to be able to tend the lawns and and keep the the public toilets um, fresh, does it? Or whatever. Mm. So, and it also means that the, the Kensington and Chelsea, for example. There's a lot more prosperous housing in Kensington and Chelsea paying a lot more in council tax than maybe you would find in um, other areas of the country than Hastings, for example. So there's probably going to be a lot more income from, from those prosperous areas to the council from, from local. Yeah. You know. But there we are. Sorry, it sounds as though there's a huge lorry just gone past. Is it council lorry? Uh, I don't know. Can't see for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so I guess. Um, well, the, well, the inquiry will find out. But it's 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 not a great position to be in. The, no. the world's biggest uh, city council failing. Uh, mm. That's that's not great. We've talked about the equal pay decision. Um, I guess the, the the other questions I had, and you may have some more, but um, who should pick up the bill? Mm. Uh, and and on a more sort of broader thing, is the council funding model just another piece of evidence of broken Britain? Mm. Was well, yeah, who should pick up the bill? That's that's quite interesting, isn't it? Um, you would expect because I think under these uh, these circumstances as well, the central government sending commissioners to be able to monitor and and tell okay. the local council what they should do with their budget. So you would expect there to be swinging cuts, wouldn't you, in anything that's not ring-fenced, as you were saying earlier. So um, if I were living, if there's talk of closing swimming pools and libraries and, and you know, the parks being sold off. And, and so all those things that would um, normally be considered community, Victorian community um, amenities, will go um, I would suggest there'll be layoffs I would imagine there'll be um, cutbacks in services in respect of what we were talking earlier in respect of um, refuse collection if they don't already then instead of collecting once a month they'll collect once every six months or something <laughs> it'll all be it'll all be fairly and and 
so I would think if you live in Birmingham, you will, you will, um, and then I guess. But do you think? So my question though is, yeah, I get that. But do you think that's fair because you elected these people, or do you think that uh, central government should pick up the bill and therefore we should all chip in through more taxes? What do you think? I think under the circumstances that um, that we we should all chip in. Yeah. Um, and I, I, or I pay more tax or something because uh, yeah, it's not free ultimate, money. So ultimately, that's what's going to happen, isn't it? And okay. I think the problem is that we that the central government have cut back too much in the past, mm. and hence that's why we found ourselves. I mean, you, you, the, the, the problem stems, doesn't it, from the Equal Pay Act? We get, we've done a full circle argument, haven't we? Really? I, th- I think it stems from how it how the decision's been implemented. And how far, mm. how how far from what you're saying, how wide ranging it was, and so, mm. secondly, how far back it goes. Uh, my own view is that when you know when a, when a court passes this legislation, you have to have a a proportionate response. Mm. And if if the if its consequences is you then effectively bankrupt a loads of local authorities throughout the country, that's not proportionate. That's bonkers. But then the the counter argument to that would be that if it's morally correct, it's morally correct regardless of whether it bankrupts any councils or not. Yeah, but moral morals don't keep the schools Mor- open. Morals, morals don't <laughs> don't morals don't cut cut the the trees, do they? Mor- and let you go swimming. Mor- I, I, I think morally correct. You can use that. that morals go so out the window broadly. then, effectively, if money's concerned. That's what you're saying. I think mor- <laughs> morals is too broad money an argument. Speaks. I think you need to you need to uh, obviously recognise uh, to a degree people who have That's justifiably not, not had fair play. But but if it bankrupts the council, it doesn't work, does it? You can't that, live in you can't live in dreamland. That doesn't that shouldn't enter the equation. It's either right or it's wrong. You know, shouldn't be saying, oh well, you know, they they, they uh, if we haven't got the money, um, then then effectively we we gerrymander the law to suit. Make but if you haven't sure got the money, you haven't got the money, got the money have you? It, you? it doesn't grow on trees. But you have to... That's anyway, not, they're all going to be cut down because well, councils won't be able to maintain Well, they're not because there's nobody to cut them down. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> but it's looking... We, mm. we, shouldn't, we shouldn't joke, really, because it's looking, it's looking fairly sombre, isn't it, for uh, Birmingham? Um, and, I, and I don't know... I don't know. I mean, it's just another thing that's ultimately going to land on Mr. Sunak's plate because, as you quite rightly point out, this is um, if if the all the pundits are be to be believed, this is just the first of many councils that are going to fail over the next uh, twelve months. I think. So, Sean, for a bit of freewheeling this week, um, yeah. you'll be aware that two point five million people in the country are so-called economically. Inactive. Mm-hmm. I think you and I are, uh, are supposedly economically inactive. We are supposedly we? that, but we would contest that. We would. Uh, uh, quite violently. Uh, uh, anyway, of that, um, there are a record 635,000 people who are signed off due to anxiety, depression, nerves, phobias, or panics. Mm. Okay? That figure was 445,000 in 2019. What's interesting is if you look at the profile of that huge number of people, and by a country mile, um, the younger you are, the more likely you are to be in this category, 
with the under 25s being at the sort of top slice by some distance. Mm. Uh, the newspaper who published all this that I read was The Times, who helpfully had uh, an are you anxious uh, questionnaire, mm. which gave you an immediate result. So I did that. Mm. Um, I was quite worried about doing it, to be well, honest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did it, and I was relieved to know that I am so-called normal, at least on that front. Well, yeah, that's the <laughs> <laughs> So you could question the reliability of the tool. But um, I can't question, see what you've got to be anxious about. You didn't do anything. <laughs> li- live broadcast, Sean? Well, live. Well, well live when we record them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. But uh, it, the thing was, is if we take it as read, the thing for me is that what's the thing that was interesting? Why has this flipped? Why are the under 25s? Uh, really really worried and mm. the under 35 is quite worried and as you go down the age range people are more chilled out so uh i'm going to just chuck a couple of things out there and see if you agree or not i think one is finances mm. it's it's a tougher gig now uh if you're under 25 than when we were mm. for example in uh, renting or buying a house or just doing anything and the second thing I think is this sort of focus on on being perfect, which I think social media has has uh, driven, and the need to be liked, the need to be seen to be doing things, Instagram mm. and publishing your life. I think those two things sort of stand out for me. But what do you think? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I think the the finance side of things is very true, mm. and I'm guessing there's there's lots of things that. When we, even though we we grew up during the Cold War um, and with the height of the Cold War, I think when when Greenham Common yeah. thing and all that type of thing, there was lots of things to be anxious about then. I I don't recall um, there was an anxiety going on, but I think we used to go out every night of the week and 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 have a few jars and bugger yeah. it all if they were you know that yeah. that was the attitude. And I'm not quite sure that maybe kids of a certain age are socialising quite in that regard nowadays. They're not, they're not carefree as, as we will, although there's an irony there, isn't there? Because I think we're our generation were probably far more politically active than the current generation. I mean, I remember um, sit-down sit-downs in branches of Barclays Bank and anti-apartheid marches and um, anti-poll yeah. tax riots and all these yeah. sort of things going on, which yeah. which don't seem to be so prevalent today. Or that, albeit that there's the green issue, isn't there? there's a, But I, I, yeah, I wonder whether the money thing and also the prospects for the future. I mean, you looking that's money again, I suppose. Looking in terms of whether you can own your own home. I mean, I think we both had property, didn't we, by our mid to late twenties. Yeah, mid twenties for me, and I know you were earlier, but but yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't even a big thing, was it? You just it was just a matter of getting round to it rather than could you. Absolutely. Whereas now it's could you. Yeah, could you? And and yeah, and, and yeah. The, the, the figures that we're talking about now. The other yeah. thing that I mean from a perspective of um a lot of youngsters as well and I think that was proven there's can't travel round Europe anymore and go and live abroad as they once would have been able to. Um, I think that again, and what was the other, what was the other thing that you were talking about that you felt may have may have caused uh, social media, this That's, need to be yeah. 
perfect, yeah. liked, shared, yeah, commented on. Yeah, and there's pressure to be a celebrity, isn't there now, of, yeah. of sorts. Um, yeah. All these people doing their own podcasts and all that type of thing. Well, that's it. They should get alive, shouldn't they? But uh, <laughs> I suppose the other thing is, and you know, it's slightly contentious, but why not, is I also think that people are very quick to label just having a bad day or feeling a bit tense about mm. something or nervous about um, you know mm. a meeting or an exam as anxiety, depression, nerves. I think that it, it's become, as mental health has become more acceptable, mm. more and more people are saying, oh, yeah. I need a mental health day. That's a new expression yeah. that's come about. I need a mental health day. Other than, well, actually, no, you, you're just feeling a little bit stressed, get to work, uh, meet your friends and get on with it. One of my, one of my colleagues, when I used to work um, in that field, used to label that um, fed up with this. Fed up in this, which yeah. is you know, people used to come in and say, "Oh, I've got depression." I go, "No, you haven't got. You know, you're not. You, as you quite rightly say, you're just going through a." Most people yeah. would just once upon a time would have said, "It'd be all right tomorrow." You know, the sun will come out tomorrow. Just um, I don't want to get in. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't want to start quoting Annie, but it's very true. Oh dear. <laughs> did it? Did that chap get to head of HR by any chance? It was a woman, and no, she didn't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was an assumption, a sexist assumption there. Um, no, no, they didn't. Um, but very true, I think. There's a lot of... Um, and the more you broadcast, um, as you were implying, I think, the more you broadcast the mental health implications, the more people feel as though they're not they're not getting full benefit unless they're part of that that sort of tribe and that's not to downgrade those people who have got mental health issues because um i think we both agree that i've seen lots of people who have had serious yeah, problems you can see it a mile off can't yeah, you yeah yeah um yeah yeah so uh, so um yeah I, w- I wanted to talk um very briefly about the um <laughs> about <laughs> the prison break this week and i shouldn't be yes. laughing really but i'm going to because i just found the whole thing a bit of a fast, and I, I, I've labelled this particular section of freewheeling, carry on absconding, because it did seem to me very much like the plot to a carry on film, in that um, uh, I can imagine Sid James as a as a prison governor and uh, Hattie Jakes in charge of the prison wardens and Kenneth Williams running around with a mirror on the end of a stick, looking underneath. How, how in heaven's name I know this is only a supposed category B prison Wandsworth but how did this bloke manage to hold on to the underneath of a lorry a food yeah. lorry at that and, and get out of one of our great prisons Wandsworth it's meant to be you know the history that it's got there it just seems to me an utter and complete farce and then it, to have it end up with um, <laughs> a bobby knocking him off of his bike, off a bike in yeah. Chiswick yeah <laughs> I mean you couldn't write this stuff really could you all the modern technology that we've got I mean, eventually it was Dixon and Dilt Green that caught him how did the, he the bit I didn't pick up <laughs> because I saw that headline how did he know it was him well, I don't know. I think he just I th- took a chance. Well, um, what if you'd been going about your business <laughs> and you just happened to look like him? 
<laughs> and you were knocked off your bike. <laughs> In fact, how many people, other people have been knocked off their bike but, but yeah, because this, they look like him? This, this cop was a serial offender. He's known for that. And all he does is go around knocking people off of their bikes. Yeah. I, I just find the whole thing yeah. quite astonishing, really. I mean, if they haven't got enough to worry about the government, there's not, there's not a day goes past or doesn't seem to where something else comes about. I mean, how can... I mean, I was talking to my other half about this the other day, and you'd think, if you went... For example, I mean, we should start, I suppose, on this particular issue by saying <clears throat> the prison population in this country in the last 20 years has doubled absolutely doubled so i'm not suggesting this guy is but we've got people in prison who shouldn't be there so the resources that we've got available in terms of keeping them in prison those who are a danger to our society are being diluted in dealing with people who haven't paid their television license or if you're doing a long stretch you know it's, it's absolutely bizarre i think where we are at the moment but if you were to uh, and i'm imagining things now, if you go to germany you know the efficiency of the germans you would you would think that if they had a, a food lorry going into a going into a prison and coming out again they'd have something better than somebody with mirrors on the end of sticks looking underneath mm. you you'd imagine wouldn't you that a lorry would come to a standstill with cameras embedded in the floor underneath and you'd be able to see immediately or have heat-seeking x-rays to see whether anybody was... Not, um, you know, some little oik with a with a, a, a mirror on the end of a stick. I just think the whole thing is just farcical. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, but I do think it's got the... Uh, it's got the makings of a of a, of a good um, Julian Clary perhaps could be in it. The makings you of a good write the script. Film. Yeah, I think turn so. it round. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'd like to just talk briefly about a character we we've not seen a lot of recently, but you'll remember him, uh, Dominic Cummings. Oh, I remember him uh, of the Rose Garden fame. The Rose Garden. Yes, indeed. Um, where did he go? Barnard Castle. Barnard. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a place, isn't it? It's not a it castle. Is. No, yeah. but it's a place. I think yeah. there must be a castle there, which is why... I yeah, it would be odd to call it Barnard. Is it Bernard or Barnard? Barnard, I think you're Barnard, right. Barnard, oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is the guy who... Bernard he Castle, drove, I used to know He, he thought his castle. eyes weren't right, so he went on a drive to make sure they weren't. Yeah, I, could, I love that one. Uh, but uh, anyway, he's thinking of setting up a, a new political party, mm. uh, which is interesting, uh, to obviously rival... Um, the likes of Sunak, Starmer, and anyone else who who's uh, running. Yeah, uh, I thought he's he's also talked about some of his policies, um, which will sound familiar. Get tougher on crime, mm -hmm. maybe more people in prison. Well, sure. absolutely. Um, tougher on security and tougher on immigration, and a pledge to pull out of the ECHR. Oh right. So that's what he's talking about. He also wants to freeze tax for working people. I'm a bit worried about retired people because he didn't talk about that. No. Uh, reduce the size of the state and close loopholes for the wealthy. There we are. Oh. And in in a sort of um, a, a, a wacky twist, he wants MPs' salaries to rise and fall uh, in line with median incomes. In other words, the prosperity of the country, which oh. are... Uh, we'd see some strange policies, wouldn't we, if, if that was to happen. But... <laughs> 
his view is that all these things, whatever he decides to do, are then enshrined in law, mm. and that when he's done that, his work is done because he's fixed everything. Okay. And then he'd want the party to self-destruct ah. uh, because he's done his job. And that just got me thinking that, you know, let's just say it happened and it were true. What um, Mr Cummings would then be an expert in is short-term projects because he's famous for getting um, uh, take-back control, getting mm. the Brexit vote. He's famous for getting breakfast, bre breakfast, Brexit done. <laughs> and then he'd be famous for uh, all these things in a new political party. So I don't know. So the question, the question really is, is that really doesn't matter what his policies are. If he was to be... Uh, if he had a party who was on the ballot box yeah. uh, when you next went down to the village hall uh, for your vote, do you mm. think he's got a monkeys or do you think he's pie in the sky? Well, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because at the moment he's universally detested, isn't he, I would suggest. Um, yeah. He's detested by those on the right. He's yeah. detested by those on the left. Yeah. Um, uh, there must be a small section of the population who've, who love him for winning the family the maybe brexit well yeah them as well yeah uh, for winning the brexit vote but i can't yeah. see but that, all that having been said <coughs> he's quite a smart operator isn't he, he I, is. I, I, yeah. I give he him is. his due um, very good and and um it would be interesting to see I'd, I'd like to see him do what he says he's going to do in terms of stand and to see how he feels that he could manipulate the public into into voting for him, because I guess if if you um, there's an element of what he's saying that sounds a bit like what he had Johnson saying, doesn't it? In terms of they're all snappy sound bites that yep. less tax, more earnings, yeah. sort the public services out. Um, be interesting yeah. to see what what view he's got on the NHS and what view he's got on unions, really. Um, but they're all snappy, um, boosterish things that um, and nobody's gone into. When you the devil's in the detail, isn't it? Really? Yeah, to oh, find it definitely out is. How he how he do that? But if he just went into an election, saying these are the five things I'm going to do. Um, would the media be savvy enough nowadays to to delve further into the details, or do you think they'd let him get away? Because they let Johnson get away with a lot of the stuff that um, you know he's not quite as as charismatic or as as cuddly or um, comedianish, if that's such a word as Johnson is he? But um, no. But yeah, no. be, uh, I mean, is he is he suggesting from the article that you've read that he's going to head this party up himself, or is he going to get somebody else? Into well, that was a little bit vague in the detail, but so I wasn't sure whether he'd be the potential prime minister, mm. or he'd find someone, uh, someone else. Uh, but I say, well, look, bring it on. Let's see mm. what you're made of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you can see uh, what we're made of uh, if we support your ideas or not. Quite, quite. Um, so we're, we're rounding up today and I just thought uh, I'd let you go to bed safe in the knowledge tonight mm. that um, that the co-op yeah. um, are banning Chinese CCTV over ethical concerns in all their stores. Uh, apparently this is following on from Tesco, M&S, Morrison's and Iceland 
who have done the same. I'm not. Okay. I, I'm trying to work out in my own mind quite um, quite what the Chinese might be able to deduce from hacking into uh, from hacking into the co-op CCTV uh, for their geostrategic benefit. Have you any ideas as to what what? Oh, there's quite a lot, isn't there? I mean, you 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 can learn a lot about the great British public uh, by their shopping basket. Now, let's bear in mind that co-op, on the whole, their basket size is a lot smaller. It is um, because most of the co-op stores are local, and therefore um, there's 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 probably a lot more variety in mm. each basket than there would be, say, someone doing a big shop in Tesco. So I think. I'm particularly worried about the co-op um, consumer shopping behaviour being shared with Beijing, because yeah. uh, yeah. it's far more so definable. So yes, yes, do, I can see exactly why they're worried about it. Do they have co-ops in Beijing? Do they? Yeah. Do they have? No. Well, I sure? don't know about that. Well, I don't know because. No. But I, they'd I, have. They'd have. The, they'd be able to see what we're buying, wouldn't they? I mean, if you were to say to somebody, the, the average man on the street, yeah. um, which which <laughs> which supermarket of them all. Which of yeah. the, in terms of political beliefs, which one would be closest to um, the, the 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 socialist ideals of of the the Chinese administration? Yeah. Would 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 the co-op be around there, or would or would well, Tesco be? I I, I, th I think you'd probably swing towards co-op because mm. it's a member-led organisation, a mutual, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, so you, you've got that. But, but the, you, the question was, why would they be worried about... Um, yeah. The, presumably they're worried about the Chinese um, spies uh, uh, keeping an eye on our shopping baskets. On our shopping, think, on our shopping habits, was it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah, I think they're onto something. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. anyway, you won't have to worry about that anymore because they've taken them all down. Um, and they've done that already? Well... They've either done it or they're about to do it, and they're replacing them all with Russian cameras. <laughs> no, 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 it's uh, been much safer from here on in. And uh, I guess on that note, I would say goodbye in Chinese. Do you know how to say goodbye in Chinese? Goodbye in Chinese. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed Riff Raff News. Please leave some comments on the app or on our Facebook page. And uh, please subscribe and then episodes will drop automatically into your podcast feed. <laughs>